0: Hey Matt. Hello Mark. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> did you have a? Uh, did you get a break?
1: Yeah, I actually, I actually took a break this year. Awesome. Like I usually, you know, like of course when we when we have family things, I would, I would spend it with the family. Yeah. But whenever there was nothing going on, I would sneak it to my office and get some work done. <laughs> yeah. But no, this year I really, I just read books and hung out with the family. Play board games Mm -hmm. yeah it was good nice how about yourself
0: yeah same um i don't normally so i was really only planning to take the week off of christmas and then my wife was off the the wednesday prior and i i saw her off and thought oh i really want to hang out (laughs) if
1: only my boss would let me
0: exactly (laughs) i was just so ready to go on vacation so i ended up going off a little bit earlier i worked like a half day that wednesday and then was off and i was thinking about going back to work and thinking wow i'm I'm feeling pretty rested for only having like a week off this is pretty good this is this is a good week it was like almost two weeks (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah i bet you were feeling pretty good you were off for almost two weeks there man
1: time flies when you're doing nothing
0: oh yeah man my i was like a sponge my body just absorbed all the nothing it was amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm. I was feeling great when I came back, very yeah. rested, ready to ready to conquer.
1: Yeah, we underestimate how much how important it is. Yeah, to, to just take time off and and not think about work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was definitely thinking a lot about work, <laughs> especially in the beginning, because I just have so I have all this momentum. So one of the things I realized is you know momentum is just so important. And taking time off is, is kind of throwing a wrench into the works of momentum. So I was over the holidays, I was trying to think of what are some small things I can do uh, to, to keep things moving forward. So I was still trying to message customers. I, I ended up paying SendGrid, so I got an IP that I started to warm up by sending some mail, just some cursory things, just to keep one foot in the in the flow.
1: Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Like, I also, I'm always afraid of taking time off for that reason. I'm always afraid. Yeah, I know I need it. I know it'll feel relaxing and cool. But then I, I'm afraid I won't be able to start again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, <laughs> coming back on that Tuesday was not easy. Exactly. Been living like, like a teenager for two weeks, <laughs> drinking, and how, sleeping. And, right. Uh,
1: how do I do this again? <laughs> Yeah. How, do I, how do I start Vim? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and like everything exhausts you. So it's yeah. just, you think like, oh yeah, I, chat with, I answered two emails. I'm spent. I need a <laughs> <Stop>. beer. <laughs>
1: yeah, I need to play video games.
0: Exactly. Oh man. So it's 2024. It's time yeah. to get to work. Have you, what, what are you thinking about? I mean, what, what do you work? What have you been, have you been working? Have you yeah. What's what's what have you been up to so far?
1: Well, yeah. So when I when I sold Power Importer, there was an agreement that I would do, a transitionary support for three months. Okay. And it was and it was capped at forty hours of total support.
0: Okay. So so can, can I ask more about that? Like, h- yeah, how, of course. How does that come up during the negotiations? I mean, I guess it depends how technical the person is, but were they pushing for a lot were you pushing for a little like when you were doing the handover and negotiating it did this feel like a lot not enough i mean yeah
1: no i think it i think i think it's very common i think it you know like because it's it's a contract right like when when you actually do the 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 acquisition does it like asset purchase agreement it's an it's a real contract and so you, things have to be concrete they can't just be vague like oh yeah i'll I'll support you like yeah. <laughs> for right it's like like it needs to be measurable so yeah. and uh, and I think that's actually the cause that the previous buyer had put in the in in their uh, letter of intent. Okay. So yeah, it seemed very standard and 40 hours over 3 months is not that much.
0: No, no. It was at
1: all. right, it was a, it was about how much support I was doing like about Four hours a week, so yeah, you know, it's it's not that much. It, it didn't feel like it'd be that much. Okay. So yeah, so so the agreement that we came to is that I would continue to do um, level two tech support. Like I would use th- that forty hours to continue to do that, and and of course answer questions, have meetings, uh, have meetings with the new developer like for knowledge transfer. Cause I mean, I think that's what mostly I think that's usually we use the time for is for knowledge transfer and yeah. to make sure that they're, they're up and running. But uh, I offered to, to keep doing the tech support during that period, because it'd be, it, it, it could be up and running more quickly. Um, but now, now that it's almost over and um, I, I said, I, I can't continue to do support because I, i have travel plans first of all and uh, and then i i have so many projects that uh that are just waiting <laughs> right like i've been just putting on the side totally so I, I told them at the end like i i can't continue to do support mm-hmm. so so then we, we started chatting like what's the best way to 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 do the switch like mm-hmm you know, whether they should hire someone to do the tech support or can they do the tech support if they had better tools. And that's the other thing. Because I was doing the tech support, I kept doing it how I used to do, which is just log into the production console and just query the database and yeah. poke around to, to figure out when it was a problem. Uh, but however, they they're not technical and that's really dangerous for them to be logging into a console where they could delete stuff by accident, and
0: yeah.
1: So, so we we decided that the best approach would be for me to, to add some tools to the admin console, okay. So that they can, they could, uh, they could do the equivalent of logging into the database, but in read only, so not not able to to break anything by accident. And the way the way I like to develop my apps is um, instead of like building a huge administration dashboard with all these like super user powers, um, I, I prefer to put them directly into the app. Oh. So so I have like a, a very basic dashboard where an administrator can log in and like pull up someone's account. Uh, but then they, there's a button to log in as that user. Mm. So then they log in as the user and so often they're using the exact same interface the user is using to, de- to debug the situation. So they go look at their workflow, see their mappings. So I don't have to build those screens in an administration dashboard and on the app. Right. Like they just use the same one. So, so now it was just adding a few little hidden menus that would appear when you're logged in as the user. Got it. So there's a few menus that can't... On each page, it has its own little hidden menu that only an admin can see, and that allows them to do to do things that, uh, that they might need for tech support.
0: Sure. Okay. So that's coming to a close.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just two more weeks.
0: Man. Well, good luck to them, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, otherwise, I, I could have continued forever, right, to, to support yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, we need to move on.
0: <laughs> you don't. You don't just want a job.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. I didn't sell my business to get a full time job. <laughs> but no, I think. Uh, I mean, the developer they have now seems very competent, and uh, and now with these extra tools, I think they'll. I, I think they will do fine without me. Awesome, that's good. Uh, yeah, and we have two two weeks now to. to to like add any documentation if necessary, but uh, Mm -hmm. no, no, they're very close to, I mean, I think they're probably, they're probably ready to do it. Awesome.
0: That's good. It it, feels good to to know that you've handed it over to people who have, who are, they figured it out or that they've got themselves into a situation where they can, they can, you know, fly free.
1: Exactly. And they still have evergreen. So like, you know, that Evergreen knows the app really well and are doing an amazing job at supporting it. So all that stays with the business. So I mean that's ninety percent of it right there.
0: So uh, have you done your twenty twenty three review? Have your year? Have you reflected on your year?
1: Yeah, I, I I've reflected a little bit, mm-hmm. but I I haven't um, I haven't really finished the exercise of deciding what I'm going to do in 2024. Sure. So like, yeah, you know, I look back at what worked, what didn't work for the past year, but um, yeah, I still, I still need to do an exercise of like, all right, what's next? Yeah. Because I've, you know, like I said, I've, I'm sort of like still supporting power importer. So I don't really want to start anything new. Yeah. Uh, Soon I'm, I'm going to be traveling. uh, So like, I don't want to, start anything like customer facing before yeah, then. Totally. I want to be I want to really be disconnected when I'm on vacation.
0: What vacation are you taking?
1: I'm just going to Mexico. Mm. Yeah, it's a really really simple, all inclusive.
0: Nice. And when are you going?
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: My wife did it all.
0: <laughs> soon. You're going soon.
1: She she'll tell me. Okay. She'll say, "Here's your bag. Put clothes in it. Let's go." <laughs> the
0: flight's in three hours. <laughs> exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, of course, it was a great year. That like, the acquisition was was really, I, like I said, I think I've said it before. Like I should have done it earlier. Like mm-hmm. I, think I I really loved the starting starting new projects and the excitement of like creating something new and talking to customers and adapting it and pivoting to like to find that product market fit but once you have that and it's just operations it's just running the business and it gets really repetitive it's the same questions being asked and like i i lose i lose that fire right it's like it's that's it's not for me like (laughs) i'm it's some people like this and and they they love to grow a business so that's that's when they start to grow it me, it's like no I just I just want to build the next one <laughs> so really I should have sold I should have sold sooner but it was great even though it was hard like it's great that it got done I'm happy with the outcome and um the other thing I did different for half of the year last year is I started to to, to do a bullet a bullet journal okay you've you've probably seen it on Instagram <laughs> or YouTube it's really popular because because people, it, it, it's usually a on paper journal, and it's a way of organizing your your life and okay. to your to dos and your goals and. Uh, and they usually, if you see it on YouTube or Instagram, it's because they put lots of efforts to make it really pretty. Sure. And there'll be like designs and drawings in it, and uh, mine is not ugly. Uh, mine is really ugly. Just. <laughs> um. But, uh, but it's functional. And, and I actually, I, I, there's some parts of it that I really like. Like there, there, is, there is something special about writing down your thoughts. Like it, it actually helps me clarify like what's going on.
0: I totally agree.
1: So yeah, like either it's your, your feelings or it's an actual decision that you've made like just writing it down like oh I'm deciding I'm going to do this for this reason and and I considered that but I decided not to for that reason and just writing it down like just clarifies it and it make, makes it like concrete all right like that was a that was a good decision <laughs> yeah so that part of the bullet journaling is is great like I I'm going to continue to do that the the part where you you write down your to-do lists and that part, I have such a hard time. At re- I, the, my hardest, <laughs> my, the biggest problem I have with it is having to rewrite things, like when they don't get done. So, like you, you know, you write something. Oh, today I'm going to do this, this, and this, and, and then you only did two of the f- three things. Right. So the next day you have to like transfer it over, and yeah, like I, I mean, the book, you know, like because this this bullet journal idea is from a book. Okay. And and the book says, you know, there's value in that rewriting it over and over again cuz it it shows that maybe you shouldn't be doing this like right or or yeah, maybe it's been too long since you haven't done it. Like maybe you should do it today. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm 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 a digital guy. I I like my my apps and it's it just seems I, I don't I don't feel that that really helps writing it on paper. Right so it so it has evolved in the past 6 months mm-hmm. to now now i really just write like like what are the most important tasks that i want to get done today and it's really just like high level and all the details are elsewhere so they're they're on my to do list or they're in a in a in a trello board or they're, you know the details for them will be somewhere else but uh just it, it, but it's just really, I'm just writing it down because it's part of my planning in the morning.
0: Mm.
1: So yeah, that, that's the, the part that I will continue to do.
0: Yeah, I do something remarkably similar. I, so I went through my yearly planning as well and just kind of reflecting back. The, the big thing that I started to do this year was I've set goals and then figured out what are the, what are the steps A through Z to get to that goal and then writing that down and executing each step and making a plan each day of, okay, so if the next step is step D, I need to, how am I gonna get D done? What are are, are the steps required? And then really holding myself accountable to that because it's so easy to, you know when it's working, it's awesome. And the nice thing is that because you do this every day, you can kind of say, okay, how did yesterday go? All right, well, I was really distracted or I didn't get a chance to get this thing done. Okay, well, it's probably because you were really tired or it's because of something else. And it's you can accept the limitations of yourself and then say, I need to figure out how to get around my own limitations to get this thing done. For me, the biggest one of the biggest ones last year was I want to buy new clothes. I look like a homeless person. I need (laughs) clothes that fit and that look good and making myself go to the mall on the weekends is horrible it's the worst thing in the world but if i take if i leave work at three thirty on friday and go to the mall i i'm really good at holding myself accountable to doing that so and lo- the more i learn about myself of what i can and can't do and then reflect on what i can and can't do and make plans based on what i've learned it's been incredible it I I was not it's so funny because I I feel like the whole world knows this and (laughs) I knew it forever like wow Matt if you like approach things with intention it turns out you do them but it took me I'm 35 it took me 35 years to figure this out (laughs) so that's just been I'm so grateful for uh, that I've acquired this behavior so it's continuing to, to do this every day and reflect on how the week went and and being, you know, being flexible and saying, okay, this didn't work this time. I need to set better deadlines or I need to give myself more time. Like, yeah, it, it's just really improved my, how I feel about the level of work that I've done.
1: So and do you do, do you do it on paper?
0: No, I, I just have, um I've been using Obsidian. I mean, it's, it's nothing, okay. it's nothing special. <laughs> I really just have a daily template. Yeah. A daily template that I I create a new note for today with today's date. I insert the template in and the template has all my goals and everything that I want to get done. And it's, I start at the top, I, and I just go down the list. Okay, did I do, when is my next haircut? Can I make that, (laughs) getting my haircut is one of the things that I have written down. So I see it every day, like, all right, I have do I, I I have my next haircut in eight weeks. Have I made that appointment? No, I'm too far, great, check it off the list. And it's just going down the list every day of, all of the things that i want to get done and then saying okay well my goal is i now i want to like i've set some fitness goals for this year so it's all right i'm going 4 days a week which day am i going to work on i want to i want to acquire some new skills and i want to hone some old skills so all right i i want to work on muscle ups i want to get 10 in a row okay when am i going to work on muscle ups okay i'm going to work on that's going to be my wednesday activity so if the and if the workout on wednesday is really intense then i'm going to do it on friday like really figuring out i need a plan a and a plan b for when i do these things um and it's all just there inside of one little document and the nice thing is it's become a ritual first thing you do in the morning is i sit down and i i go through every check and then the nice thing is that at the end it's all right what am i doing today based on what i did yesterday and my goals what's going to happen today i can take that and distill it out into the most important things like you've done with the bullet journal and then I've got a nice list of the things that I'm going to do today. And it's got kind of a nice, uh, I'm in the, I'm in, uh, I'm in Tiago's be entrepreneur Slack community. So I take my things and I paste it into the, what are you doing today, Slack channel. And I, I throw it in there and the okay. fun, and the fun thing is that it <clears throat> tracks your streaks and I'm not a streak person uh, a streak doesn't motivate me to, to do something. It's more like, oh, wow, I've done it for this long. That's cool. Uh, and I'm on like 60 days. I'm on a 60 day streak or something like that. And I've done this every day for longer than that. I just for whatever reason forgot to put it in Slack or it was a weekend or something like that. Right. But yeah, I've just it's cool to see the streak go up because I'm just yeah it, it's a, it's validation of my approach. So that's just been awesome.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I I'm also surprised by it. Journaling making a difference. <laughs> like, I, I've, you know, I've heard it before, like journaling, and I've done it, I've done it before, like, but it, it just seemed like I, like a, like a chore, like, oh, I'm going to write down, what am I going to write down today? And, uh, but, but, uh, reading the bullet journal and, uh, all the different things it proposes, like, because, right, you just, you just buy like a journal, like just plain paper, and then you, you design it how you want like how do you you know if you want to have streaks you can design a page where you have something that you're tracking and you'll update it every day and right and it proposes all these different these different things you can in, include in your journal so it's it's really it's i i would recommend it to anybody who's who's looking for changing you know, improving your productivity or you, you can you can use as many of the modules as you want and then just change them as you go along like when I started in august like i I introduced I tried a lot of them like the, sh- the streaks and all that and in the end i I stopped the streaks that like I, I didn't find it motivating, like you said
0: yeah
1: i just it didn't work for me and but the the writing so every morning the I'll write like. I'll usually reflect on the day before and then I'll write about that and then i'll I'll write my most important task for for the day and as the day goes along, I might if I make any decisions or any things I'm not sure about i'll just write it out like basically think think on paper totally
0: yeah, so I set some goals for the year i uh and really we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, but figuring out the difference between <laughs> like a to-do list and how to make time for you for your to-dos or your uh your not necessarily your hobbies but like the things you want to do like i've got some i want to clean out some of the cobwebs of the corners of the room and i have to find the time and the will to do it so it's hard to set it as a project because i'm at work and work is work time i can't necessarily i i I can't uh, maybe i can the trick might be okay i'm leaving a little bit early today and i'm gonna go home and do the thing um and maybe that's the maybe that's the ultimate hack is (laughs) i have i tend to have these productive hours and i feel productive so i have to do work things but i also have to do the personal things because the weekend just is so full of the must-dos that it's hard to tackle the could-dos when you could just veg a little bit so
1: right i mean you when we were talking offline you were saying how you started listening to audiobooks
0: exactly so so you could like
1: pair it with all a lot of these things right? totally yeah all right i'm going to i'll just do some cleaning and i'll listen to my pod, to my my audiobook
0: yeah exactly yeah i i don't for the audience i don't i don't read really university just killed my love for reading it's so difficult for me to read a book but i My wife has been telling me for years, like, try Audible, try audiobooks, because I listen to podcasts. And I subscribed to Audible a week ago and I already crushed (laughs) uh, The Name (laughs) of the Wind. I just crushed it. It was 50 something hours, 56 or eight hours of audio, and I demolished it in like eight days or something. It was ridiculous. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to next month or I'm going to have to up my <laughs> my credits so that I can get more done around the house.
1: You, you might be able to borrow it from the library.
0: Oh, that's right! Yeah. The Libby. Oh, yeah. yes. I like the way you think. You could supplement your Audible. Let's go. That's a really good idea. So other than that, yeah, I set some goals for the for the coming year. A lot of it is just, you know, continuing my behaviors and setting a few new goals. But uh, overall, I mean, if I keep going the way that I've been going with tackling my goals and reflecting on what hasn't worked and changing it, this is going to be my most productive year ever. I'm (laughs) calling it now. I believe it.
1: I believe it. I've seen the change.
0: So other than that, I've got some uh, email Wonderful updates and I've definitely got some some opinion. I'd like your opinion on a few things So, where are we with Email Wonderful? So, um uh, Okay, so the app has been done for a little while I've been playing around with it and I've been spending a lot of time just trying to talk to users uh, I've been using the app a little bit myself And just trying to get users on the phone. I've had some luck with this. I have a couple people who have used it actively, and one of my users has given me a couple rounds of feedback. And he over the break he even said like Maybe we should jump on a call because I I have a lot to talk about, and think that's a great sign. So I'm so it's I've never had somebody ask me to jump on a call. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great sign. So I'm we're hacking we're hashing out when we can meet. Other than that, um, I've really really stalled with user feedback. I'm pinging a lot of people on the forums. I watch the forums very closely for anyone who mentions anything around this. And I do outreach. I do all kinds of things. But I just lately, uh, I'm not getting many responses. So I wanted to get your opinion. So I'm thinking about just launching the app. Just publicly available, throw it into the app store. And then going into the forums, all these different forum places, and just posting links and saying, hey, I have an app that does this, go check it out. Go check out the free plan. Um, And I was wondering what you thought of that. Like, I'm wondering, do you think maybe I should just drop those messages in the forum today and say, hey, I'm looking for people to test this out and see if people respond, maybe post some screenshots or a demo, something that gets people interested in it enough to talk to me. Or do you think, like, at this point, I'm kind of thinking, screw it, just launch the thing and, and start getting the real-world feedback and, and marketing it.
1: Yeah, if that's, that's true, that's what your gut's saying, I would go with it. I mean, like, um, how much, you're saying you're not getting any feedback from your outreach right now. Like, how much of it do you think is because of the holidays?
0: So, I didn't do any outreach over the holidays. I waited until I came back and uh you know i haven't logged into my dms because my your dms will tell you like if someone's viewed your uh, through um uh discourse all of the all the everybody's using discourse forums so you can they say so discourse will show you things like oh you dm'd this person did they look at it so i haven't seen if uh, i haven't logged into my dms here to see if anybody has actually acknowledged the message or seen it okay but yeah um but it's true. Maybe people weren't back last week. I messaged a few more people last week and I was messaging people before Christmas too. Just not getting a lot of responses.
1: Because there must be a percentage of that is, is just the holidays. I would like think so. They they were off or um, or they're back, but now they're like, they have a backlog of stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> that's more urgent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I tend to... Uh, discourse also tells you the last time that it saw someone... So if they posted something and then disappeared for six months, like, yeah, they're probably not going to answer your DM. They might, but you know, maybe not. Okay. So I tend to only message, well, I I message anyone who's mentioned this in the last, I think I I put it at like eight months to a year. Uh, I'll message message someone and say, Hey, did you figure this out? But I expect to have better luck with people who were posted in the last 60 days and were seen in the last 60 days as well, preferably like, you know, weeks ago or a week ago.
1: Yeah, because I, I think it's it's normal to, if someone hasn't, someone asked a question eight months ago, you know, it's, they've moved on, right? Yeah. It's like, all right, we can't, okay, we can't do HTML emails. All right, let's move on. Yeah, exactly,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and now, oh, this guy says I can, but it's okay. We've been text-based now for eight months and it's working.
0: Yeah. And
1: I got more important things to worry about. Mm-hmm. But um but the thing is you're I, now you you're ready for any new person that arrives mm-hmm. with that problem. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, so what's the disadvantage of just uh posting the link right now of, of what you have?
0: Uh so right now the app is not public. I have like a shareable link that I could give to people. Um okay. I, I guess I was just hoping that I could get enough one on one interest that I didn't have to I wanted to take a more incremental approach, but that first step just hasn't been yielding results. So I, I need to graduate on to the next thing. And okay. it's not that I think about it, that it's any like huge risk to put the link for for the general public to see. It's more that I would prefer to just, if I have a point of contact with somebody to give them that one-on-one, I, I would prefer to do one-on-one st- uh, uh, interaction so I could get direct feedback that way. But there's no real, at this point, there's no real harm in, throwing the link out there and letting people try it.
1: Yeah. I think I think you I think you should you should just do it. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right, I think that makes sense. I I've been I the, uh, at the end of last week, I kind I was thinking, all right, I'm just going to do this. So I started going through all of the paperwork and everything to submit the app to the App Store, re- registering as a vendor and going through their payout solution and doing all the things that I have to do to get the the app in. And that also includes creating a website and a terms of service and a privacy policy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in fact, I should probably thank you for, for power importers, privacy policy, because I (laughs) straight up stole it.
1: (laughs) That's okay. I probably stole it from someone else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chat GPT, can you write me a very generic (laughs) privacy policy? (laughs) So yeah, I just straight up copied and pasted yours swapped out the names and letter rip
1: you know what like whenever I would look at my analytics nobody no. ever looked at the privacy policy No. nobody even though like when, when you register right there's a check mark that says I have read it and approve and accept it and there's a link to both of them right there the terms and service and the privacy policy so and you can click it it opens in a new tab so you can read it and it nobody clicks it so why would you i don't know i mean yes if you're scared of the european police like like yeah then make sure it's bulletproof but
0: i read through your privacy policy and i i liked it it was very simple uh and it's very clear like look there's pii there's cookies (laughs) we don't sell your information to other people but we have to disperse it internally so like, yeah. you know, somebody who works for the company is going to see it. We promise not to share it. Like it's, it's very simple. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, am stealing your, I already stole your terms of service and I'm going to be stealing or your privacy <laughs> policy. And I'm next up, I'm stealing your terms of service.
1: Well, it's not mine anymore. You're stealing from someone else. Oh,
0: exactly. <laughs> Thanks person out there. <laughs> Just got to change the email. Well, maybe I can still send them to power importer. <laughs> it's just there's a in the <laughs> privacy policy there's like oh if you need a hand click like email here and it's market power reporter right so i'm like oh, i'll just leave it market power reporter
1: he's a cool guy yeah. he can answer those questions
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's not even answering them evergreen is answering them <laughs> so yeah that was yeah so i've just been going through all that pay bullshit paperwork and Describing what OAuth scopes I need and why, and all this other stuff. Right. So just getting all that out of the way, and then yeah, uh, spinning up a sp- spinning up a site and doing copywriting. So I, I spent a- yesterday doing a fair amount of copywriting uh, and reviewing. Like I kind of have a swipe file of all of the important threads that I've seen around this topic, and because I want to use their words to describe yeah. what's what's going on. And one of the things that it's so interesting how acutely aware people are of HTML. Like, I guess in my mind, they're like, I want to have text laid out like this. How do I do that? Like, people are like, no, no, I would like to have a grid, please. I, <laughs> yeah. I would like to lay my table out and do these things. It's like, okay, oh, okay you know exactly what to look for. So I, in my H1, it's straight up like HTML and CSS in your emails. Let's uh, see if I have it handy. But it's rich. It's like rich text and... Uh, HTML right in your automated emails or something like that. So that's been it's been really useful to sit down and go through all that copywriting and figure out like what do, what are the things that I need to say. Uh, and I'm pretty sure one of the big things that I'm going to have because in my swipe file is full of it is people want to do signatures. That's one of the big reasons that okay. that they send. Uh, that they want to do HTML and emails is they want to have their logo and their contact number and all that kind of thing. So so yeah, so that's been interesting. Um, So that's, yeah, so I've been spinning that site up. It's not done yet. I just, I need to include a couple screenshots or whatever. I don't want it to block me, but I want to have something working. And that just led me to the most irritating problem. Like, oh my God. So I'm using... So the way the app works is when you land on a, te- a page to edit an email template you see the the rendered template. So it'll be like, you know, there'll be some braces or parentheses that represent placeholders and that sort of thing. It's fine. But if you want if you want to do rich text in there, that's easy too. You can just highlight, bold, whatever. But as soon as you want to edit code, it's terrible. It's fucking awful. It doesn't I think there might be like a special plugin for editing code better, but the code editor has all sorts of issues around what the root element of the code can be. Like it can't be HTML because it screw it breaks the page in weird ways if you make HTML the root element, and then that screws things up because if you want to have a style, um, so when you're writing when you're writing HTML to go into an email, you have to. Gmail, as an example, is really, really strict on the format of that HTML. If you want style, the styles have to be in the head. Otherwise, it strips them. So, and you can't do, you can't do, I, I, I'm using this word wrong, but you can't do inline styles. Like I can't just like define, have a P field and say like style equals and then put some styling code in there. You have to, really? yeah, you. It, the best practice is to have a style block in your head and reference those classes in all of your document. Otherwise, all the style is stripped. So I'm finding that this editor has just become completely unusable and it's super buggy. Because like, you, oh, you have to know, like, where's the style block? Like, is it in a head element? Because otherwise it it can, and like, sorry, my mind's going a mile a minute because there's so many different problems. And like, normally I would think, okay it's okay that there's problems as long as you can get to the happy path then you're good but i was trying to use it today to take screenshots and i'm like this fucking thing doesn't work at all (laughs) like jesus i'm trying to outline things in a table and remove the padding and it's it's like lighting myself on fire it's so hard to do so i'm looking at this and thinking okay this is bad enough that i'm willing to spend a day or two to put a better solution in place because this is this is fucked this is terrible Okay, So I got some inspiration from, uh, so you and I had talked before about the tricks editor. uh, And I I took a quick look at it, but it's not clear to me that it's going to serve the purpose I want. But I found a, there's a open source project called Bootstrap Email. And they have, they've created a bunch of meta classes that are safe to use inside of an email. So you can format things and that kind of thing. It's very nice. And on their on their page, they have what I would call almost a perfect editor where it's like HTML on the left and a rend- and the rendered HTML on the right. So you can, it's basically a live edit, which is great. Um th- to me, that looks like more like the advanced view that I want. Like I, I want to have two views. One of like, oh, you just want to do some rich text, and then the more advanced view is you see the uh, you you see the the code and the HTML and you can edit that, um, but yeah, this is like hard blocking me. Like I, I I can't like I'm I'm having problems with this and I'm a fucking developer. So like I don't know if I'm gonna if if my customers are gonna be like, what the hell? This doesn't work at all, or this is too hard. Like yeah, they can't debug but it. The
1: the the user that's really enthusiastic and mm-hmm. is using it and has feedback, like they're using it. Yeah, and they don't seem to it doesn't seem to be stopping them, right?
0: Yeah. I, I I looked at their templates and they are using, they're using, uh, tables. They're, they're doing all, they're doing all kinds of stuff. And I know that some of the stuff that they're doing isn't working because they, they, they did a couple of inline styles and I saw that in the template and I reached out to them and was like, don't do that. You have to put it in a style block. So all, so already I'm like, okay, so I have to warn people that if you want to define styles, this is how you do it. Um, yeah, cuz I can could, see I can see he tried something and I know it doesn't work. Could you
1: do a post processing? Like where they they put inline styles and then when they click save, uh, you take them all out and put them into classes and and assign the class?
0: Yeah, I probably could. I probably could. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that.
1: Cuz yeah, cuz that's you know, that's just an email thing like they mm. Yeah, I mean, you could educate them, but it, the problem is you, you won't be able to show them. Like, like oh, wait, you you used inline styles. Yeah, it looks pretty right now in the editor, but it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. it's um,
0: That's part of, part, one of the big issues too is that there isn't, I haven't done a lot of research into this, but there isn't a reliable um, preview editor for HTML as it would be in your inbox. Right so for boot so for email bootstrap they've clearly put a lot of effort into making this work properly so if you use just their classes and tables then you should be okay but it's not yeah it's it's not straightforward or like if you're if you're trying to do anything advanced you're not going to have a good time okay but like i'm not even i'm trying so hard to not obsess about like advanced stuff I'm just like okay how can they like for me my goal right my launch goal is how can they create a signature because I know that's something that people are trying to do so it's right. like okay somebody needs to be able to go in write some HTML and CSS and come out with a and upload an image and come out with with a, with a signature
1: yeah I think that's I think I wouldn't try to educate them about what works in emails and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like I would just let them create their HTML uh, if it looks good in the browser, then you show it to them mm-hmm. um but then when they when they save it, you rem- you do all the the converting it, yeah <clears throat> and there might even be some some libraries that do that
0: yeah, I'd have to take a look
1: like in the in the rails world there was there was pre mailer, I think it was called wow, and uh, it it. It would do all that, like, and it's weird because I thought it would actually put everything in line. I thought, like, I thought styles had to be in line.
0: So I might be using this wrong. When you say inline styles, do you mean like the style attribute in an element has some yeah. things? No, at least for male, it's not. They they don't. They basically don't support inline styles. The really, they, it's possible that they do, but everything I've seen is don't do that. add add all your styles to a block and reference the classes
1: i mean i think it it's like 12
0: years ago that i did it
1: (laughs) so things might have changed
0: (laughs) you you might be surprised (laughs) according to google everyone is like this is ridiculous like we can't do anything yeah but it's it's not a big deal i had to write a bunch of code to to do sanitization around things like script tags because like I don't want anybody okay. injecting JavaScript into any of this, so right. I had to do a yeah I had to do a little bit of work there.
1: No, exactly. You already have to do some some sanitization, mm-hmm. so you may as well yeah remove all the. I, I mean, as long as once you've removed all the stuff, it still renders in that editor.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. like, if it doesn't, well then, I mean maybe you need to have two different versions. Yeah. You have the users version, which was created with the editor, and then you have the uh, the modified version that actually is used for the emails. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking at this, and I, I really went with this this original Tiny MCE editor because I thought it solved a problem for me, and it, it let me iterate. But I, I'm at the point now where I've I've had it. I can't. It's possible that I can make this thing bend, but like I'm such a bad front end developer that like. It took me a really long time to figure out how it does. So it does this kind of bizarre silent schema validation where it knows how to parse a, <laughs> it knows how to parse a dom so it will say things like you give it a schema and it says okay these are the tags that i know about and these are the attributes that i know about and if you don't ad- if i find something that doesn't adhere to that when you hit save it just deletes them um, and doesn't give you a warning that doesn't do anything so that's nice yeah so i so for a while i would be like okay so edit the template and add a script tag save okay my style didn't update edit edit the template the style block is gone like okay well that's nice why did the style block go and i'm trying to dig into the javascript code but like it comes in as a minified dependency so I can't look at the code so I'm I'm like I feel like such an idiot like I don't know how to do this so I'm googling like how do you debug a library and so I'm on github looking through the code trying to understand how it works and debugging with a breakpoint inside of chrome and inspecting memory being like what is this and yeah no and basically like this and the thing is open source but barely it's extremely difficult to understand so eventually i figured out oh yeah you can add i can amend the schema by adding things this way but even that doesn't fully but like you can't straight pass that to your to the mail renderer because the script tag ends up being in the body because the root isn't html like i feel like a crazy person just like vomiting technical nonsense and realizing like this editor is more trouble than it's worth i mean maybe for maybe for the just the rich text portion i could use it but i mean i could use tricks for that at this point i know because tricks is great for that i've seen that um but for the for the html version that'd be or for the you know the code part i think i just need to switch over to something else
1: okay i mean yeah maybe maybe you're right maybe it's too much it's 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 wasting too much of your time
0: yeah
1: yeah So maybe it's worth investing
0: switching yeah well anything that makes this process better because it's (laughs) she she ugly (laughs) so yeah i so what
1: do what do like mailchimp use like they have their own solution
0: those editors are very visual so there's they have like a template library and they're all are they images I'm trying to remember
1: because so i think i remember you could drag and drop stuff into your newsletter yeah oh, i want a header and i want a call to action and i want three columns here and then you drag things in the columns it's almost like like web flow like,
0: yeah yeah, they, they they their designer will output HTML. Um, yeah, they uh, they have I would say they have their own version of e- uh, email Bootstrap, and they have some predefined things in their editor that's just like oh I want this many grids okay. I want I want to be able to I want a button and you know they have their own version of a stylized button and that kind of thing. Okay. Because nowadays most emails are all done in, like, Canva and Figma and stuff. And they're all... They're just images. There's no text in that email. It's 100% images. Because it's just easier and and prettier than trying to... (laughs) than trying to deal with grids and ridiculous constraints. So, yeah. So, right now, I'm... my. The nice thing is the editor doesn't preclude me from working on the application to the marketplace. right. I'm still building the site. Uh, I'm putting my some copy on there, that sort of thing. I'm adjusting the copy in the uh, I'm adjusting the copy in the uh, in the marketplace listing. That's been very interesting to think like, okay, what message do I want to send? What's the short text? What's the long description? What features do I want to highlight? these kinds of things. Uh, so that was that's been very enlightening, um, but yeah, I'm just putting together like a very simple site, and then I'll I'll have a little bit more paperwork to do for the for the application, but I can do that in parallel. It'll give me a nice break from front end development of figuring out how to manage the the editor. So I'm trying to set a goal for launch. Um, I really, I really don't want to work on this for another week and not have it launched. That would be, that'd be really sad. Um, cause it's, it's taking too long. Like part of the reason that I just kind of struck, uh, I, I struck ground, broke ground with this is because it's, I, it was small and the scope was small and I knew I could do it and that's great. And I've, I've done that, but, uh, it's time to, it's time to go, go, go. Like, uh, I, I gotta get more feedback. I'm feeling a little bit lost at sea because feedback has been so slow. So it's like, I need feedback now. Uh, So it's launch it and use that as a catalyst to to start more discussions.
1: I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise you can get lost in the, oh, I don't like this part of the editor. or I don't like this. It really needs this extra feature. But now you're just adding features
0: blindly. 100%. so I'm uh so I'm doing that and I uh, I need to find it's not a rush but I need to find a contract um and make a bit of money so that is that's on my radar I'm doing I'm pinging out to my immediate network to see if anybody needs any work um, I had a really good talk before Christmas with a couple guys who are building in the tax space and it's an area that I've 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 run into with other companies that i've worked for and it would be an excellent fit but they are looking for like someone to full-time like an equity holder somebody who can be there for the long haul not necessarily a contractor um and they were great guys man that would have been so sweet but maybe they'll come back like we i i I sent them a follow-up email and i pitched them on a few things and they're like we know you can help us like there's there's no question But um, they need to make a, they need a product manager or they need a, a, like a tax specialist on their team that can help them define their roadmap and then they can, then they're more comfortable bringing on a contractor. So, but yeah, I need to start thinking about uh, making a little bit of money. So I just, I would love to just get this into the market and get the wheel moving. Um, Right,
1: exactly. And then move on to something else.
0: Or just like, I've got a million marketing things that I need to do. Like I need to get started on SEO um i guess this is the problem right like (laughs) i've got 50 fires burning and it's like okay which fire is the biggest fire (laughs) so yeah getting the thing launched and talking to people right now is the biggest fire yeah so that's pretty much it for me i don't i don't have anything else um yeah just working away being productive ready to kick 2024's ass
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that sounds sounds good
0: okay cool dude do you have anything else or do you want to call it? Let's call it. Sounds good. All right. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah. Good to see your face. Looking
1: forward to this season, I guess. Yes, yeah, I guess we're calling it a season.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> curious to see where you go. Like what, what happens to you in 2024? What you choose to take yeah. on. and Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, like I've been, I've been pretty quiet, like about all the exploring I'm doing, but, uh, I've definitely have a few ideas. Oh, that's cool. Like I, okay. yeah, like I'm, uh, I'll be, I'll be ready soon to, to start firing.
0: Damn. That's so cool. Okay. I gotta move faster than I can, like, <laughs> you can catch me if you want, but fuck, <laughs> it'd be good if I could come up with one thing and the time it takes you to do two.
1: <laughs> yeah. But if, if I remember you were like, when you started this, you didn't know how big it would be or, like, or if this is like the this is the startup that you're gonna, this is like this is it. This is the the startup that you're gonna build this year, and that's all. And
0: oh yeah, I, yeah, I still don't know that. I I looking at the I've done like some small financial projections based on how many people are installing, and because I can see that based on my one main competitor, how many installations they're getting. Okay. So if I can if I can fill that hole and manage it properly, then I can make, you know, it's, I'm not going to be a millionaire, but it would definitely stop me from having to consult <laughs> or I could consult. Oh, okay. Place. So,
1: Okay. Okay. That's it. I, that's good. I, I wasn't sure. Like I wasn't, you know, the reason why you did it is because it was, you can get an MVP up quickly and you can start t- getting, talking to people about the problem. But then I thought it was all right. Once Once it has a bit of traction, like you could, move on to to something else yeah
0: i'll have to like it's not that big of a problem so that will have that will inevitably happen but yeah it'll be i mean it's it's getting a chance to put all those skills to the test that i've learned from uh doing the blogging and around render and i get to pick up some more skills around seo and stuff like that
1: so okay so it might be bigger than than i thought
0: we'll see that'd be great
1: (laughs) yeah 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 of course
0: all right well happy 2024 happy new year and let's thanks you too man hit it hard
1: yeah talk to you soon
0: yep talk to you later
1: (laughs) see ya bye